0: music of the indie rock persuasion i'm your host amanda starling here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism diy and of course the music this week i'm joined by jack mccann of ready now if you aren't familiar ready now is a philadelphia-based emo pop outfit also formerly known as snake boy if you love to dance out your feelings ready now is the band for you trust me i've been doing a lot of that since first hearing their music Jack was such a blast to talk to you about everything from mid-2000s emo favorites to putting together their new release, Love and Other Dumb Stuff. I'm really excited for you to meet Jack and hear more about this really awesome band. Before we get into the interview, I want to give a shout out to Lucky You Fest. The local two-day festival brought out so many incredible punk and hardcore acts from all over the state and touring. And it was beautiful to experience that, thanks to the efforts of Christian Costello, Elliot Mayo, and so many more hardworking folks at Lucky You Tattoo. I bring up these people because they made such a conscious effort to book talented acts that included non-men. So it was special enjoying the likes of The Nervous Girls, Big Puppy, Night Witch, Reality Asylum, and permanent makeup, all in one room and all in one night. The folks at Lucky You sure make it simple when it comes to inclusivity and diversity. And I'm excited to see a year two on such a positive event. Speaking of positivity, I'm positive that you're ready now to hear from Jack. Okay, I know that was a series of puns, but I mean, you tuned in anyway, right? Uh, anyway, let's listen to some Ready Now and tune into the interview. You're bringing
1: out the worst.
0: Starting to record. (laughs) Oh, that's my dog. Listening. (laughs) He likes to play co-host. It's great. But as sweet as Bear is, we're talking about Jack today. And ready now. How are you doing? I'm
2: good. How are you?
0: Awesome. It's so great to be able to talk to you. And this is an exciting time to talk to you because you just put out a brand new EP. So congratulations on that.
2: Thank you. We're all really excited about how uh, people seem to be enjoying it so far at least yeah I love it
0: I really do Um, I was super excited because I'd heard a couple of the songs from like previous renditions and stuff mm-hmm. and then like being able to hear it in this uh I guess it sounds like it's very more like finely tuned and like yeah definitely very, very well recorded so that's really really exciting to be able to talk about too but um before we get into the EP I kind of want to talk about you a little bit um
2: how did you first get involved in music um I've kind of always been involved with music. It was kind of just something that I picked up on, like, as a kid. Um, My dad was uh, always into music. He taught me how to play guitar when I was eight. Um, And there's, like, a lot of embarrassing videos of me when I was five with a karaoke machine. That was, like, a Barbie one. (laughs) And I was, like, singing Britney Spears in the car with it all the time. (laughs) And I've always done. And then, like, I was, like, mostly raised by nannies who all listened to like Fall Out Boy and Green Day and stuff when I was like in first or second grade. So I just got into that kind of stuff probably too young. <laughs> but you know, it worked out in the end. <laughs> That's so
0: fun though. I mean, those are some pretty badass nannies to be listening to yeah, like great. Green Day and Fall Out Boy. You got,
2: I think you hit the jackpot there. Yeah, they were all like college students, you know. So uh-huh. I just listened to what they listened to and it kind of set me on the right path.
0: That's so awesome. And, like, what a great couple of bands to mention, too, is, like, ones to get into at that age. They're fun, they're energetic, and and I'm sure it's motivating, too, to be able to listen to bands that are, you know, they're pretty well acclaimed, and they are so much fun, so.
2: Yeah, I, like, from that, that kind of, like, started my own musical taste, because I would always, you know, listen to what my dad was listening to, But that was, like, when I finally was, like, this is, like, the kind of thing that I, like, what I want to do. And from there, like, I found Paramore, and then I found, like, All Time Low and, like, all the other bands that everyone loved in middle school. That's perfect.
0: (laughs) So, like, your gateway entry. I love it. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, what would you say was the band that made you decide, hey, I really want to pursue music as, like, something I want to do?
2: Uh, Definitely All Time Low. Um, Yeah. I was always, you know, like, I was always really into music, and I always knew I wanted to play it. Um, but with All Time Low, it was kind of, it brought me into the world of, like, fan culture, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. I, was, I was around that age when I got into them that I was getting, you know, into the online world. Um, and I met a bunch of other fans online. And I started seeing the kind of community that was built around music. And that's what really brought me into it. Um, because growing up like if if I was feeling really down, it was like the one thing that I could really connect to. And um, I don't know, it was it was just this whole new feeling meeting other fans that were obsessed with the same, you know, random dudes that made dick jokes and 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 and, and sang emo songs. <laughs> but like I don't know, it it just it really started something huge for me. Yeah. The,
0: the yeah. online community is amazing for that. Cause I feel like, you know, right now and the, at this time we have like different social media, but I feel like that connected so many people to the bands that they eventually grew to love and admire. And yeah, Definitely. even and like musicians too.
2: That was like also all time low was the first band I saw live. And so it was the first time, like I was in a concert environment and seeing like, you know, I wasn't the only one getting a little too emotional during some songs, you know, like the, the friends you make at those shows. It's it's an experience like no other. So that's that's what really brought me in.
0: That's so awesome. And like once you're able to share those emotions and those experiences with a group of people, I feel like you get addicted to it just even as a goer, because it's like, oh, yeah. I like sharing this space with these people. And I like, being able to expose myself emotionally in that sense and not feel like ashamed or afraid of that. That's like one of my favorite things about going to a show.
2: Yeah, it's definitely kind of like an escape from the real world in a way. It's just like, you're in a room full of people that, you know, you might have a a lot of differences and you, you come from very different backgrounds, but you can all connect to this one thing that's like really important. That's so awesome. Do you feel that way about playing your own music as well? Yeah, it's really cool that, like, I've had, um, you know, at a bunch of shows, at least, like, one person come up to me and say they really connected to one of the songs, and um, there's a new song that I've been playing a lot that we don't have a recording of um, that I wrote um, a couple months ago, and it it has to do with uh, the recent allegations that have come out about a bunch of bands Mm -hmm. that you know, once held a lot of importance to me um, and, you know, my process with dealing with that and everything. And I've had, you know, a lot of women and, and, and like non-binary folks like coming up to me in, after shows and saying that they really connected with that song and like that that this has been something they're struggling with too. So it it's a really great feeling like as a way to make people not feel alone you know, and, and it's, it's therapeutic for me to write this down and, and, and get it out into the world, but it's also therapeutic to have, you know, people come up to me and connect with me in that way.
0: Yeah. Cause at that point, it's like, not only are you getting it out artistically in the sense of like, this is you taking care of yourself, but also you're providing that to other people. And then you can kind of yeah. continue that dialogue together, like continue to process that. And I feel like music especially, when we're undergoing this as a scene, it's. I think it helps to heal when you're listening to the right voices talking about these issues.
2: Definitely. So Definitely.
0: that's so awesome that you're able to do that for people, and I'm excited to eventually hear that song recorded. That sounds like it'll be amazing. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm really excited about that one. It, it kind of got me out of a writing slump, I felt like, so i'm I'm very happy about that
0: that's perfect, well, that's always amazing whenever you're able to kind of find that like next thing that's gonna push you to write even more, so yeah, well, definitely. that's so awesome. Well, can you tell me a little bit about maybe like the first bands that you played in or starting to play music more performing?
2: uh yeah, so I always since like seventh eighth grade i was I was dead set on you know starting a band in high school. I, I wanted to do exactly what All Time Low did. I, right. I wanted to start a band in high school, get signed senior year, not go to college, and just tour. And that didn't work out. But <laughs> um, I, I played in, like, school bands and stuff. There weren't a lot of people around me that listened to the same kind of music and played music. So I would jam with some friends on occasion, but it never really turned into, like, full bands, you know? It was just more goofing around. Um So it was just a lot of like choir performances and things getting me used to performing in front of people and like talent shows and stuff. Um, And it wasn't until college that I was actually able to start a band. And um, anyone who knows my project now knows that uh, we've gone through too many name changes because the project itself has changed so many times. We had an original lineup that, we just, it it wasn't the right kind of lineup. We kind of came together because we were all in the same major and we just, we all really wanted to start a band, but the things we wanted out of it were really different. Um, and that eventually was called Snake Boy. And then Snake Boy became me with my current lineup and now we changed our name again. <laughs> so it's just, it's been a roller coaster, but we're we're staying with Ready now. I, I can promise that.
0: I really like that. And if anything, it kind of shows your evolution, it sounds like, in developing your project because, you know, you had Snake Boy for a while, but you're ready now. So that's awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I feel like it it really is fitting uh, to where we are.
0: Yeah. Um, How did you
2: settle on Ready Now as your new name? Um, We were kind of tossing out a bunch of names, just spitballing random things. There were a few ones that um me and my bassist Ashley were were trying to push puppy school because we like puppies but of <laughs> course Dan was like no we're not doing that like like I want people to know that we're badass and I'm like uh-huh yeah uh-huh sure um and I thought I was being clever by um trying to sneak in an LCD sound system reference and I I was telling we should do baby now there's a song called pow pow or something like that and it says like you're just a baby now over and over again and i think it's really funny for some (laughs) reason um uh and then we were just kind of going with that for a bit and it just kind of morphed into ready now and it felt correct
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it fits a lot of the tone of your band too, the way yeah. that your music comes across and stuff. So that's, that's so awesome to me. Yeah. Um, and how did your current lineup kind of form together?
2: So I met Ashley, our bassist, um, last year. She She's in the same major as me, but she's a year above me. Uh, and we met when our, our major does this thing, every year where they take a freshman to dinner. They like set up basically a dinner date with someone who has like similar interests as you. And like, you know, it's kind of this cute like blind date kind of thing. but (laughs) So you can figure out like, so you have like someone, you know, you know, Um, (laughs) and we hit it off immediately. Like we, we realized we had like a lot of the same kind of favorite bands and everything. Um, And I was already like with my original lineup, I think by that point, and she was in another band, um but we we just kind of kept in touch, and we were just friends for a year and then her other band was kind of falling apart, and she w- and 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 I was changing up my lineup, so I hit her up, and it just worked out, so that was cool. um My guitar's Dan I actually so I was doing something that uh I've gotten in trouble a bit for doing, but I uh, used my favorite marketing tool, Tinder, and I I was going on and I was like, okay, I need bandmates. So I actually, I saw this kid who in his profile had an all-time love shirt on and I'm like, oh yeah, like, let's try this one. And it turns out he was super enthusiastic. He just moved to Philly and he came over and we hit it off immediately and like, I knew that he was really in this as much as I was. And it was the first time I've really like met someone who wanted like the exact same goals as me for a band. Um and then our drummer was actually he, he's in another band with someone that I was briefly dating for a while. Um so I just ha- kind of knew him from from just seeing him around and going to shows and stuff. So he joined in too. Um, he was like the first one that was um part of the new lineup so i just like have seen him perform so many times knew he was extremely talented and we're friends so just worked out in the end
0: that's so awesome and you've been playing a lot of these songs that are for ready now for a couple of years previously under snake boy and stuff Mm -hmm. um how have you how do you feel you've like reimagined the songs over the years
2: well it's only been like a year oh Um, yeah it hasn't been that long um well, what I did with the songs that I had um worked out with the previous lineup was I sent them to my current bandmates and I said, "Here's the song. Like go with the basic structure, but if there's something you want to do to it, do it because I wanted their creative influence on it. Um and I wanted it to sound like their music too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um there were only a, a few songs that were really like completely worked out that i gave them already like vices um case 2 and monster were the ones that were like completely worked out but i um i kind of let them rewrite what they want to rewrite and keep what they want to keep um so it it this this ep was kind of the last um the last remnant of the old project, I believe like it was kind of a transitional period for us because a lot of the songs on there were already previously done, and i wrote I wrote all those songs before I was in a band with any of these people, so it was more of my project than our project than we wanted um but now we were already kind of working on our next release so this one's a lot more collaborative already so that's gonna be really,
0: exciting yeah yeah because now yeah. it's like you're able to kind of you have your music that's out there everybody's now familiar within the current up lineup it sounds like like they're more familiar with the songs they're ready to kind of see what they can expose next within new music so that's really exactly
2: cool. exactly yeah um i'm definitely getting them more involved with the writing in general too um because i write all the lyrics and everything um but I want to get them more involved with, you know, everything else.
0: Awesome. Um, So how would you describe Ready Now Sound?
2: I always have a really hard time with that. Um, But I really like the way that I've had other people describe it to me. Someone said it was emo fun fun. Someone said it was candy flavored pop rock. And someone said that it should have been on the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack, and I think all of those are correct, so I kind of just tend to go with those. I I feel like a lot of our songs go to different genres, like, we don't really stay in one lane, mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, cause, cause some songs c- do come across a little bit poppier and some of them are a little yeah. bit more emo. So it's amazing that you can kind of just dip in and out of so many different styles within even a song. It feels like in some cases, because like yeah. K2 feels a little bit heavier and like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like that kind of like dangerous little bit of vibe that's in
2: mm-hmm. it. So. Yeah, I think naturally my instinct is always to like when I'm first writing a song, like in my first go it it's a pop song. Mm-hmm. And then I bring it more into the genre that I listen to. Cause I, I listen to pop, but I don't listen to that much pop.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, my, my biggest influences are more emo and, and, and rock. So I write it as a basic pop song and then I push it into another genre. And I that think you can kind of hear that, but um, uh, my guitarist, Dan and I, we joke that I'm uh, Paul and he's my John. We, we, he he adds the edge when I bring the pop and so far that's been working.
0: <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it's good because then it's like you get to bring together so many different elements of like sound. I feel like in some ways personality when your bandmates are so like different from you or there's enough of yeah. a difference to where you can blend together in that sense.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I know a lot of these
0: songs are a little bit a little bit older anyhow, but like what was it like writing some of these songs from Love Another Dumb Stuff, like putting them all together?
2: Well, um, so there were the songs I had written originally, which were "Case 2 and Monster. Um, and I originally wasn't sure if I was going to put them. I knew I wanted to put Monster on because mm-hmm. we had only had like a demo that my previous bassist and I made for a class. Like it was really like poor quality. Um, so I knew I wanted to have a real version of that song. Case two, we decided to re-record later on as we had been playing it with this uh, with this lineup, and everyone loved playing it, and it was different enough that we felt like we should give it another shot at recording. Um, the other songs that I wrote, I wrote within the same month. Um, they were all about the same person. I was I suddenly got into a very very intense relationship, and I could not stop writing about it. It was just kind of every day I, there was a new song. Mm-hmm. Um so I actually wrote the song Dumb and the song Jeepers, which is the last track on the EP in the same weekend and it was kind of like my two sides of the way I was viewing it. Um cuz there was the one that side that was like I don't care, I know I'm being dumb, but like screw you all, I'm going to have fun and the other side was like uh, I'm kind of anxious, but uh, it's, it's fine. Um, so the, the entire album was kind of based around the idea of like, you know, not giving a shit and doing what you want to do and loving freely, even if it's scary, you know? Um, so that, that's what a lot of it was about. And unfortunately that relationship ended the same week, as the album release so it's been kind of a bittersweet situation releasing this ep but um it's been cool it was cool performing it regardless um on the ep release day because all my friends were there singing along and you know it's kind of cathartic in a way so
0: oh i would imagine so because you're you explored so many different elements it feels like within what you could feel in in a relationship in general because i feel like so much of like you know culture tells us oh hey this is supposed to be feel good all the time or yeah. this is you're supposed to feel like maybe a handful of emotions when there's a spectrum that you feel when you're in yeah. a relationship
2: yeah definitely and so it felt like you know even though i've i've been down about the relationship being over it was like the this release of the ep was kind of like well at least there's this thing that i have that is really that, that I'm proud of that has come out of this relationship.
0: Yeah, so. that's, that's definitely a big, like, upside of any experience. If you come out with yeah. something that you're proud of, that's totally worth it yeah. in the end. So. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite song
2: that is on the EP? Oof. Honestly, I do really love Case stew
0: Me too. I, <laughs> I, always
2: have, I always have fun playing that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really, I really like, I, I'm always proud of the writing I, I did on that one. I feel like it, it just kind of came out the way I exactly wanted it to be. So
1: yeah,
2: I think I was, was it like
0: writing that one because I'm just like, intrigued by all the different ways that you kind of describe and explore within well- that song.
2: I wrote that one I had the f- I had the flu for like two months last year. Um, oh, wow. I was bedridden, and it was awful. Um, it was like, you know, in the winter, it was just miserable. And so I spent a lot of my time watching every movie that Kristen Stewart was in besides <laughs> Twilight. Yeah. And um, my family told me that she was in this movie Cafe Society, and they didn't like it. But I was like, I'm going to watch it because – kristen stewart and she looked so cute in it um and i was just getting kind of pissed because um she kept she keeps being um and at the romantic partner of um jesse eisenberg in movies and i'm like this isn't fair like why him why not why not me so (laughs) i just kind of like put myself into his like character's perspective for a song just kind of blurted it out into the world
0: That's perfect. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the best people, I feel like, to want to self-insert, not Jesse Eisenberg, but self-insert with Kristen Stewart, because this is somebody Mm -hmm. who's, like, I feel like very elusive in, Mm -hmm. like, the presence in, like, you know, the media and everything, and has a very mysterious feeling to her and stuff, and she's also just a brilliant actress, so. Yeah, exactly. In that sense, it's like, oh, this is, like, the perfect person to kind of be, like, pursuing in music, so.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's the and I I feel like the the tone of the song kind of puts off the mysterious vibes that she does. And that's that's why I'm happy with it.
0: Totally. It's very, very well characterized, I think, and just the way that it's performed within that recording. I'm just like, ooh, this is probably a really fun song live too. <laughs> yeah.
2: My uh Dan always complains though because he's he's like going crazy with soloing during that song so he never lets me put it as the first song when we played because he was like I'm gonna get burned out too quickly don't don't do this
0: (laughs) (coughs) oh my gosh that's really funny well what's a ready now show like live I mean you just you mentioned that you just did your EP release show
2: yeah the EP release was different because um it because it was the first day of spring break so we uh didn't have our full band so it was just me and dan so we did like kind of a stripped down performance oh okay um yeah normally they're really high energy though um it's we had the, the our favorite show that we ever played was this house show in philly where his kids started moshing during our set and we're like what's going on and there was someone crowd surfing <laughs> in a basement i'm like yes this is exactly what i want to happen like even though the songs not always are happy, like we want people moving and dancing and letting out energy. Um, And, you know, it's, it's just definitely a lot of higher energy. I tend to wear like kind of out there ensembles. Like I wear this giant watermelon dress shirt as a dress and like a lot of glitter and stuff. And I, I want everyone to kind of, be free and, you know, do their thing, whichever that might be. So that's, that's the kind of vibe we want to bring to the show.
0: That sounds like so much fun. I like the idea of people being able to just, you know, be themselves as much as you are yourself up there and everything. So yeah,
2: Yeah, it's cool. Like our next release is already like with a lot that we have going for it's a lot heavier material. Like it's it's more serious, I guess, but we're still keeping up the energy because that that's like the most important thing for us is for people to be able to like have a good time at our shows.
0: Well, they can relate and they can also express with it. Then,
2: yeah, exactly.
0: That's so yeah. cool. Do you have a favorite song you like to play live?
1: Hmm.
2: Well, "Dumb" is really fun because people know the words to that one. So people get excited and there's like certain lines that everyone shouts along to. So I really like doing that. And we tend to do it last too. And so people are always going crazy during that one. So right now that's probably my favorite. Um, And also uh, the song I mentioned earlier um, about uh, people in the music industry being outed as abusers. It's called Singing Sweetly. Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't even have a full band arrangement for it yet. It's normally just me with the guitar playing it, but, um, I really like playing that one live too. That's so neat.
0: Well, those, it just sounds like so much fun to be at one of your shows and be able to experience that. I'm hoping I can get up to Philly at some point and be able to do that. Um, so what I saw from your social and stuff was that you got to do your first tour over the winter. Yeah,
2: that that was so much fun. That was a dream come true. I was I was freaking out um that we got to do that. Um I like that's something I've kind of dreamt about doing my entire life. So, we were really really thrilled to be able to do that. Um we played our the, our favorite show on that tour was in Richmond, Virginia and we we met some friends there. They're in this band called Dog Lagoon which by the way they rock. They're so good. If you've never listened to them, do that. They're so incredible. But um we made friends with their drummer, Chris, who's actually gonna be going out on a weekender with us next month. Oh,
1: so, excellent.
2: So like it's just it's cool being able to meet people doing the same kind of thing in, in different areas.
0: That's so neat. Yeah, I saw you on as far south as Atlanta. Fingers crossed you'll make it down to Florida here at some point because Yeah, we, we be definitely amazing. want
2: to. We definitely want to. Um, We've got a lot of plans um, to do. We're doing more stuff like, um, you know, going East Coast touring and uh, we're trying to do some Midwest stuff. But I I know we've been thinking about going down to Florida. We'll probably end up doing that this winter again. That's probably the goal for that.
0: Sounds awesome. Well, I'm excited for any kind of touring for y'all. It sounds like a great time for you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we love it.
0: That's so cool, and you know the great part is is you get to play a lot of local shows. it
2: seems like too. How do you feel about the philly scene? Oh, it's incredible. Um I moved from San Francisco to Philadelphia because of the music scene
0: oh wow that's a uh, that's quite a move too <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah um i for colleges, I was only looking in California for a while, and then i my brother went to Penn, so I visited him and I just found out about the music scene there. I found out like the majority of my favorite bands were from the area and how like, how shows were constant and I just fell in love with it. It It's awesome. So I'm super stoked to be involved with it. And um, we just started doing more stuff in Jersey too. And I'm really liking the scene there. So it's cool to be in like, you know, in an area where it's it's easy to access so many scenes.
0: Yeah, that's a park I feel exists within the Northeast. You can get to different cities very quickly if you do want to try new spots. And then your local scene there, it's from friends that are up there. Everybody loves it. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to have to, like, pick some time and just, like, try to get up there and experience it for myself because I've never heard anything negative. It's all been positive stuff, so.
2: Yeah, it's really cool. It's really, really cool.
0: Do you have a favorite venue to play? Hmm.
2: I mean, right now, I honestly just like playing house shows right now because when it comes to actual like venue venues in Philadelphia, the majority of them are 21 and over. Mm. So we try to avoid playing those because not all of us are 21 and also the majority of the people that listen to us aren't. So we don't like to... Have there be limits? Like on occasion, we're gonna do it just because there are good opportunities. But right now, just kind of any basement show is the the best because everyone has such good energy there and everyone's there to have fun. So
0: yeah, and then there's no limit. It's all ages, so everybody yeah, can experience it.
2: Do it, yeah. That's so and awesome. Not too expensive, too. So people. Come out.
0: <laughs> no kidding, and you can have some flexibility with that. So
2: yeah. Definitely. That's so neat.
0: Um, so one of the questions I love to throw out bands and stuff is, you know, if you could play with any three artists, you can either bring them back from the dead or anybody who's active right now. Um, who would you like to play with?
2: Oh, my God. Okay. Well, the first one that comes to mind is Paramore. Mm-hmm. Um, After Laughter is the greatest album to ever exist ever. Um, so incredible. It's getting me through a lot of shit right now. And Haley Williams is just like, uh, like unreal. So them, all time low because they're you know the reason why I do anything, <laughs> and uh, Panic at the Disco because I want to be Brendan Ury. Like <laughs> That's no, a good goal. I just want to be him. Like I, nothing else.
0: <laughs> I love that these are all bands that still exist after like that beautiful mid two thousands like emo pop punk boom. They're yeah. all very successful and they're all very incredible. And, like, I feel like your music could fit in with, like, that kind of lineup. So.
2: Oh my God. I hope so. I hope
0: one day. That's I always. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I love throwing this question at bands because I'm just like, I believe you can do it. You're. And especially with considering with how many bands in Philly are, like, lifting up and starting to kind of rise in popularity and stuff. You never know. Anybody has that kind of opportunity with the way that that scene seems to really curate people and help them. Yeah, definitely. Well, hopefully Haley and Brendan and All Time Low, they all just, like, hear hear you and get to play a show with you. It'd be so cool if you even got booked on, like, a tour stop
2: or something. It'd be amazing. Oh, my God. I could die happy.
0: You never know, because, I mean, I feel like some of those people, I know for sure Haley on, like, Twitter and stuff pays attention to, like, all levels of bands and stuff, so. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, that's the great thing about this scene is that it is very connected, and people, no matter how big they are, they they really do care about Mm -hmm. everything that's going into it.
0: Yeah, I I feel like it, like, it just creates space and opportunity for more people to grow and also have that same opportunity, so that's amazing to me. Yeah. Um, What things would you like to see happen with Freddie now, maybe over the next year or two?
2: Uh, definitely more longer tours. Um, we're in a situation where we can't book anything for summer right now because of our schooling. Um, me and Ashley, we have to do summer internships that are linked to our school. Mm-hmm. So we have to, like, get those set before we can book anything. So that's making us a little nervous. Um but we definitely want to do more longer tours uh it would be really great if we could get a label for our next release um you know we're not expecting anything big but i think that would be a really good thing for us to start with um yeah just steady growth whatever whatever we can get
0: That sounds awesome. Well, there's so many people who I feel like are in like the college scene and those who've kind of grown out of that and graduate and stuff are either starting their own labels up there or they're like, or there's some that are established and everything to where you can find those connections. So that's really good that you're, you're, I feel like you're in the right place for all of that. So yeah, definitely.
2: We're also really trying to get on a spot at Warp Tour for Mm -hmm. one show. Cause like, you know, (coughs) we're, we're, definitely all very aware and we we do talk about you know the issues that are with warp tour and like you know there's there are some undeniable problems but there's also the fact that like warp tour is like a huge part of my life you know i was going every year and it's what created so many of my favorite bands so if I could get a spot on the final Warped Tour for one show, that would mean everything.
0: So. Yeah, it's definitely been one of those um, kind of just opportunity machines that has helped a lot of bands grow over the years. I mean, yeah, definitely tons of issues. But at the same time, yeah. it's like it's given opportunity to a lot of people that are very successful now. So, hey, it'd be great if you had that opportunity for sure.
2: Yeah, definitely. And it, and it would just kind of feel right. Because it's something, you know, as a kid, I dreamt about doing. So, and I know that's the same for my bandmates as well. So I, I think that would be really sick if we could figure that out.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm wishing all the opportunities on y'all because you're incredibly Thank talented. You. I'm so Thank excited you. to see you grow. Um, where can everybody keep up with Ready Now on the internet?
2: <laughs> um, so our tag is Ready Now Band on Twitter and Instagram. Um, right now, we're we're still struggling with Facebook. It still has us named as Snake Boy. Like, if you go to slash ready now band on Facebook, you will get to our page. But it says Snake Boy still. We've been trying to switch that over for a couple weeks. We're having some issues. But with everyone we've talked to, they've just said that they went through the same kind of thing. You just got to wait, and eventually it'll change. So fingers crossed about that.
0: <laughs> Damn it, Facebook, of course. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 get there, but ready now band on everything else. Bandcamp, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, even Tidal. So you can find us anywhere.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Everybody's going to have to make sure they get a hold of your music cuz it's all amazing and I'm super excited about the EP, so
1: thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for being on. Down in the island, my
0: this band's energy and raw musicianship jack was such a pleasure to meet and i highly encourage you to follow their growing career ready now is a band that we'll be referencing for some time and that i am hopeful will continue to grow to more and more stages heck i could hear them on fest that'd be awesome um that's it for this week but you can always keep up with me online follow the podcast on facebook twitter and instagram for regular updates Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Google Play with hopefully Spotify on the way. Until next time, stay angry and dig into your old pop punk and emo favorites of the mid-2000s. You never know who
1: you'll be inspired by. She'll bum your smokes and take you for a ride. Just don't get too lost in her eyes. As many have done before you. I won't admit to shit, but don't say I didn't.